0: may have heard of us. Hi residents of Sacred Valley and welcome to another episode of Phantology. I'm your host Ryan and I am joined together by my cousin and lifelong friend, Josh. This is my first episode hosting, so cut me a little bit of slack Um, and we are here to discuss the first two books of cradle by Will White. Those books are called unsold being book one and book two is Soulsmith. Um, just a little bit of background. I started these books recently in uh, the middle of October, 2022 and I finished, or I am now current. So at, at the time of this podcast, there are 11 books that have been released and I have fully i've read all of those i'm fully caught up and that took me about a month so reading 11 books in a month i would say that i i I definitely enjoyed these and i recommended them to josh and josh has now finished book two um anyways thanks for thanks for joining me today and for reading the first two books
1: yeah man that's impressive 11 books in a month wow
0: yeah so, yeah. I mean, these books are a little bit shorter than, you know, the typical epic fantasy that we both read. I think the the bread and butter of our podcast um, yeah. are epic fantasy books.
1: I think they're still, I mean, they're around like eight hours on Audible. So that's still like a, stand, like a you know, novel length book.
0: Like, Well, I, I it's, think it's not Unsold, a Cosmere book. Unsold is around eight hours. I think Soul Smith jumps up to... 10 to 12 hours and yeah I, I think oh,
1: yeah yeah.
0: I think the the books in the series hover around I would say I don't know 12 to 16 hours oh yeah so, so
1: that's for sure like a pretty sizable novel length I mean yeah it's not like Stormlight but you know that's pretty long
0: yeah I mean I don't know I guess I think of more epic fantasy books as like Mistborn is probably pretty standard epic fantasy length and I think the audiobooks for that are like I don't know twenty to twenty four hours something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But like I read all while you were reading these, I I started mid October. I started um, Dan Wells' series, the I'm Not a Serial Killer books, and those books were all like eight to ten hours. There's like six books plus a short story, so like I think typical novel length. Then these are probably longer than like novel, but yeah, they're not sanderson puts out i think it's unfair to compare people to sanderson he puts out like door stoppers. even even his shorter books are still like you know pretty chunky
0: yeah i guess that's true um it, and a funny thing about will white is that he has kind of ripped off brandon sanderson not not in his work not in his stories but in his um it, it, he put out a kickstarter video that was kind of like
1: oh that was will white
0: yeah, that was Will White oh, a I a lot of similarities to Brandon Sanderson's secret novels that he revealed in a Kickstarter that was, I think, the most uh, funded Kickstarter ever. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, when it happened. I don't know if anything's beat it, but I think I probably yeah. would have heard it if it did. Yeah.
0: So I think uh, how we're going to structure this is we're going to talk a little bit about our spoiler free thoughts on books one and two. And then after that, we will, uh, give a, give a spoiler, spoiler warning and jump in and discuss things a little bit more in depth. What do you think about that, Josh? I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so, so give us some of your, some overview of what you, what you thought about these books.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised. I had always heard these described as like a lit RPG and, um, I, I don't know how I got this like mis misconception in my head, but I always thought that those would be like they would actually be talking about like stats, like almost have like worksheets within the book that you had to like look at or something like that. And so I wasn't really I I didn't think they would be as narratively compelling as these ended up being. And so that was a very pleasant surprise for me. I think that the characters are well done and the settings well done, and everything was just pleasantly surprising to me. I think I do have one hot take though. Can we get into hot takes already?
0: Well yeah. I, let's wait. let's wait for okay. the hot All takes. Right. Um, so I just going off of what you said, I had a little bit of a different experience than you. This is sort of what I expected coming into the lit RPG or progressive fantasy genre in that there are well-defined tiers that are like power level. It, it's basically like you know the level of a character. And, you know, these tiers are, you know, like you stop, start off as just nothing, then you go to copper, iron, jade. And, and so it's, it's very uh, regimented, I guess, is, maybe that's not, not, not quite the, the word I would, I would use. Um, but so this is kind of what I was expecting. And when I first read Unsold, I, I think that I was, I, I liked it but I didn't love it. And I think that the character development in a book that is this short is a little bit difficult to do. And not that I think it was bad, but I think that Will White had to really focus on Lyndon and getting to know the protagonist and that sort of, you know, then he wasn't able to dedicate as much time to developing other characters that we, that we meet along the way. So that that kind of I think took away from my experience a small amount. I still liked it enough to continue, and like I said earlier, I finished the eleven books that have been released in a month of, around. So I I definitely continued to enjoy the books more and more as I went, and I feel like as this saga continues, you know, the character development just continues in the next book and the next book, and so. It takes, it's a little bit slower to get started in, in this. And I don't know if that's necessarily a lit RPG or if that's just a book this size. It's a little bit slower to get started, but the pace just picks up and builds on it each book. And so I, I think that that is really well done. So I think as far as Unsold, not the character work isn't quite as good as I might've liked, but it gets better and better.
1: Okay, so so my hot take...
0: All right. Yeah. It, let's hear this hot take.
1: I enjoyed book one more than book two.
0: Okay. That, wow. All right, That's that my hot, a take. hot take.
1: Um, which I think is not the consensus. And partly I think that's because book one was more focused on Lyndon, And it sounds like you wanted uh, more like, you know, to get better character work on these other characters. And I was, I am happy that we get other characters like you're in, but in terms of just like Lyndon, I felt like I was happy to get kind of a deep dive into Lyndon's character. And I enjoyed seeing him go from like somebody who is just happy to like have some modicum of like respect into, you know, like taking on this, this quest and like embracing the call to action. So maybe it's just that like book one has a lot more of these kind of um, standardized uh, story beats that, that are pretty easy to help you relate to the character. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I still like book two and I don't think it was necessarily a step down in quality. I just think that I enjoyed book one more, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, I, I can certainly see that. Whereas, you know, book one's a bit focused. I, I did say something along those lines, just that book one is very focused on learning our protagonist, Linden. And then book two, it starts to venture off in a few other directions. And so maybe... Maybe it's similar for you, whereas you really liked uh, getting to know Lyndon. Suddenly, it you're you're opening up to a lot of different directions, and maybe none of those are developed quite to the point you liked. Is that is that? Am I inferring?
1: Yeah, correctly. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good inference. I mean, the character work with Lyndon was really well done, and there are characters in book two that get established that I am looking forward to learning more about but they still seemed a little bit more one like just one note and you do learn little bits and pieces about them but nowhere near as much as you kind of learn about uh about larian in book one so i think i'm excited for the foundation of the series i'm excited for where the characters are heading and again like book two wasn't a decrease in quality but it was just a little bit um i enjoyed being with larian more in book one than um, what we got in book two
0: okay so you you liked book one more than book two i liked book two more than book one i would probably give book one about a seven and book two maybe seven and a half because i think in my opinion that the series continues it gets a lot better it continues to get better than both of these books so i don't know what, what would you give yeah i'd probably support? give like a
1: like a half step down i'd probably go with like a seven and a six and a half okay which is like solid for me i like yeah i've i think i've been i've realized i've been more harsh on books lately in terms of like my actual scoring i don't think my enjoyment has gone down but i'm just like trying to have the average be more like a five you know and then anything above five is like i see above average so that's how i'm just so you know how i'm trying to score these books
0: yeah. Okay. We've, we've discussed this a bit before on other episodes, but the, I feel how, like how we score things differently. See, I think, you know, an average should be probably around a seven because I think books, uh, the average of published books is a bit better. You're getting a bit, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm considering all of, a lot of the unpublished or things that maybe should not have been published in, in my scoring and think that, those might be around i think those would round or out lower. i
1: think those would round out like the ones and twos of the world right
0: yeah i guess so
1: <laughs> i don't know look i i'm just covering my base here because like i don't want uh big fans of the series to listen to this and be like oh he hated the books and he only gave it like a six and a half or whatever i'm just mm-hmm. trying to say like i yeah, enjoyed these books they're above average anyway yeah
0: okay so, so now let's move into spoilers. So we're gonna do spoilers for both Unsold and Soulsmith. So if you haven't read either of those books and you will be bothered by spoiling any of the any of the characters or actions that take place in it being spoiled, then please stop listening or watching now. All right, Josh, what did you think of um, the characters? Do you have a favorite character so far?
1: Yeah, I mean I think Lyndon er, sorry. Yeah, Lyndon is my favorite character. I'm really interested to see where this goes with Yaren. Yaren, is that how you say her name? I feel like Yaren, I think, yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see where it goes with her. Like I was part of me was just wondering if she was just going to be a plot device to get him out of the valley, but she was like an integral part of the vision that he had in book one. So I think she is going to be more important. But like I don't know how exactly how important she's gonna be. I could see her becoming my favorite character, though. I guess is what I'm trying to build. Like, I think that she um has from what we we've, we've seen, she has a less um kind of run-of-the-mill uh backstory than like uh Lyndon does. So I'm I could I usually kind of like those characters more because they seem to be are a bit more complex. Um, so we'll see. Right now it's Lyndon garen is in the mix and i don't know if there's any other characters that would so far would even really be in the mix am i wrong about that i mean like
0: yeah i i after i asked it i kind of realized maybe it's not the best question because it's hard to see how any other character might be your favorite uh, unless unless you kind of like more odd characters who you don't fully know yet but you're excited to learn more about them like Fisher gesha or Ethan or maybe even uh, what's what's Ethan's the other okay no, wait never mind you you haven't met that person yet so I, I I can't bring them up some people I don't know might even be able to empathize a bit with uh, Jai Shen is that his name or Jai long
1: um jai long
0: yeah okay jai long he's he's kind of a little bit of an anti-hero i think
1: yeah that's what i was wondering if they were that's what they were building to for him was that anti-hero take where it's like who would be a good i feel like he's like an anime character if that makes sense like uh like would be like the hero like in death note or something like kind of one of those type of characters where um
0: i don't really watch anime yeah i don't
1: really watch a lot of it either but
0: not that i'm not that it's bad i just it's it's not something that i i have i've watched but i mean a lot of times cradle this this lit rpg progressive fantasy is compared to anime so i mean maybe i would enjoy anime if i if i enjoy this series quite a bit
1: yeah but that that's kind of the the feeling I get is that he he definitely isn't just like a purely bad guy but he also isn't somebody that I'm rooting for right now uh but yeah I could see him you know getting there
0: yeah he's 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 like an outcast right and he's he's kind of taken in with the people who will associate with him but he still does bad things
1: yeah for sure
0: so one thing that I I was I found interesting is this overarching narrative of the series with the Abaddon. And in the first two books, it's pretty, I think, vague, you know, you have a, like a blurry vision of it. So I wanted to get your take on, on this narrative. Yeah. It's,
1: I don't really know how I feel about it right now. The worst thing I could come up to say about it is that like, it kind of feels like, Well, white is just trying to put like a second story within the main story without really doing the work that would be necessary to make it seem super compelling as it stands right now. Is that like, that's kind of what it seems like it could be to me. I don't mind it necessarily, but like I wish that you could see a little bit more of why I should care about it. Whereas right now I just don't really care when I get to those parts like i'm like okay like a sci-fi story element cool but
0: yeah i i thought that at first but you quickly learn the i I think it it shows you it gives you a perspective on the relative power scale because you have Lyndon who's struggling uh, to succeed in sacred valley and you have these people you have jades who he thinks are so powerful and then one clan summons Lee Marcouth, who's like, Yeah, I mean, I guess you guys would think I'm a gold, but just that's because you guys don't really know any better. And then he just decimates everyone, and you're like, Oh my gosh, this guy is strong, nobody stands a chance against him. And then Suriel comes and she's like, mm, Yeah, no, I'm just gonna go ahead and take you out of this timeline, repair everything, bring Lyndon back to life. And you're like, What the like well, well
1: that, that part I liked, I liked yeah Yeah.
0: keep going yeah well i I, so i mean in the grand scheme of things you see that linden has so far to go not only in his world but if he ever wants to get on the same level as somebody like surreal it's you know so i i think it's you almost see like the bottom of the progression versus the top and so it sets that up and uh, as far as like the overarching narrative it is, like I said, it's a bit blurry and obscure on how it relates to the series because you don't, you don't exactly know how Cradle fits into everything else. Um, but I, I like the sense of mystery and figuring, at the same time you're figuring things out about Cradle, like the world, you're also, later on in the series, you're finding things on about, you know, the greater universe or cosmos whatever whatever it is
1: yeah i i really like the serial parts cuz i i think it did a really good job exactly of what you're saying where it's it does give you a sense of power but like then the other parts where it's just like talking about how this person you know decimated or i guess more than decimated cuz decimated is 10% but like this is completely obliterating like an entire you know planets worth of people with like a sword Like that, that just, I, yeah, I get that. It's, it's trying to give you more scale, but like, I, like serial, I I just wish it was part of this story. Like serial. The other thing. So the call to action was him seeing sacred Valley, just being completely destroyed by like something, right? Like a dread God was it a dread God. Yeah.
0: He sees, he sees that specific or he is, yeah. He sees a dread God and Suriel tells him afterwards that it's a dread God.
1: And it's a Is that a person or is that a, like just a, it you don't like really it, know yet. Yeah. It seemed like it was like a creature in my head. I was like picturing like a, a standworm from Dune, like coming in just like eating the whole like sacred Valley or something. Like I, it's kind of a silly, I don't know. But anyway, I feel like that was a really big motivating factor for him in book one but then in book two, it kind of just pays lip service to it. It's like, oh yeah, and I have to remember that I'm doing all this to save my family back in uh, back in the valley. But it doesn't really seem like it's actually what's motivating. It just seems like he just wants to get more powerful. Which is fine in and of itself, but.
0: Yeah, there I could see how there might be a little bit of a disconnect there because you see the goal Lyndon wants to achieve. But then in book two, he needs to focus on, you know, a smaller goal. He's, he becomes copper, I think at the end, of is it? No, it's at the beginning of book two. Yeah, so he now. barely makes it to copper. And you're like, I, I have no idea how strong a dread God is as is it, is it strong as a gold. Well, we know now that it's not as strong as a gold, because there are lots of golds outside of Sh- Sacred Valley. Um, but there is that disconnect. And I think the structure of this lit RPG progression fantasy is that, or at least I, I don't know exactly. Cause this, this is my first foray into it. So I don't know exactly how another lit RPG might differ from Will White's lit RPG. Like it, it, he kind of, you have like sort of a closed little bubble and then Lyndon starts to really become, I guess, comfortable and progress inside of that bubble. And then that bubble pops and then there's a larger bubble. And so then Lyndon's like, well, I need to, I need to get stronger. Like I need to continue progressing. And so I could see some people might get frustrated with that process. They're like, he's just progressing to progress at this point. Mm -hmm. And there are times in the series where I was like, man, he's just, he's just like obsessed with progressing or advancing. Like it's not. And so maybe, maybe, it's hard for certain readers to i guess continuously relate why he's progressing because it's it may not be mentioned enough.
1: Yeah. I definitely get that get that feeling, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm for sure going to keep reading and I hope I don't get burnt out. I just kind of need that character motivation to keep to keep going with it. And right now I am kind of like could see myself that's the reason why I would get burnt out is without the character work really being put into it. So I'm hoping that's not what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there were parts of the book where it's like dedicated to Linden advancing. Like that's almost the entire part like where he was trapped in the um, those catacombs in the pyramid where Ethan basically locks him in, in and he's linden's just like fighting for his life what did you think about that part
1: yeah i mean i i liked it but again it just seemed kind of like you were saying like i knew he wasn't gonna die there and that's kind of another thing that does take away from the stakes a little bit is you know how many books are left and like i highly kind of doubt that linden's just gonna die in one of these books it's kind of like the harry dresden problem in the dresden files it's like you know like you need you need dresden in the dresden files so I'm not mm-hmm. going to spoil anything from that series, but similar issues here where like sometimes the stakes don't feel as big as they could be. And that's why I kind of wish that like other characters were put in peril. And I think that's what Dresden does really well. <clears throat> Whereas this one, like Yeren's the only other character who would really care about dying right now. And even her, like it, it's only really been like one book because she didn't come in, till, in until any of the first book. So I'm going to need stakes outside of Linden. And in scenarios like that, the stakes don't really seem to be that high for me.
0: Yeah, that's true. Lyndon is, you know, kind of invulnerable right now as far as the plot armor goes on, because, you know, his story continues in the next books. Um, and you're not super attached to anyone else. So there's not like a huge sense of, of like urgency, I get, or fear of somebody dying. And then even then, I do remember it's like Lyndon was kind of treated like garbage by the members of sacred valley and that's kind of his whole that's his whole thing right now he's trying to save these people who treated him poorly maybe that's more of a testament to Lyndon's character in general though
1: i mean i think he did love his family but yeah it seems like there's easier ways to save his family whereas it seems like everybody else in sacred valley he would just you know tell to go pound sand like he loved his family but nobody else really so it's just like let's get my family out of here and that seems like an easier goal to accomplish mm-hmm.
0: I, i'm curious what are your thoughts on athan specifically because i remember after finishing book two i wasn't exactly sure about athan's intent i mean it's it's purposefully left vague by by will white but i, I wasn't sure is this a good guy or is this a bad guy
1: yeah, that's kind of how I felt about everybody meeting any character, and and I think that's kind of what you're supposed to think. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now is where you are at, kind of still at the ending of this book is like, it's kind of hard to know like, is he going to be a character that sticks around? Is he going to be a character that I should care about, that I should be suspicious of? But yeah, I'm 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 hoping for at least another two or three, like at least one other character I really really care about along with Lynn hopefully like 2 or 3 more. Um that's kind of what I need from this series.
0: At the end of book 2, I believe you learn that Ethan is interested in Lyndon specifically because of the marble he receives. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you definitely implied that he notices it and like
0: Okay. So I mean that that adds something a little bit to the He might have
1: Oh, so you're saying you're implying that he might have met um so, oh what's her name
0: well no I'm, I'm not implying that I'm just saying that somebody notices that something is different about Lyndon so maybe maybe Ethan has I mean I'm I, at this point right I, I wasn't sure I'm like does why exactly does Ethan want that does does he actually want to recruit Lyndon because he wants to help Lyndon or is he trying to get close to Lyndon to steal this marble from him or to find out more about it you just don't know, right? It's um it's yeah. kind of the mystery of and and that's why I kept reading because it was I think the books were short enough that it kept they kept me engaged. And so I was I was eager to find out what happens next. And um I I have the I, I think I picked maybe one of I, I don't know if it's one of the worst times or one of the best times. Both of us, Josh, we're in this the situation right now i mean where i have read 11 books in a 12 book series it's like if i had just waited maybe like six more months or a year all 12 books would have been out and i would have just been able to read them through you know like one shot and and be done but at the same time i guess i get to enjoy and engage a little bit more in it um what are your plans as far as reading them
1: yeah i mean i want to i want to read them is there is this the uh is there only twelve books total? I thought you said that there was going to be like fifteen or something. Or did I say wrong on that?
0: There are only twelve books planned in Lyndon's story. Okay. So I know Will White has written other books. I'm not sure if they're at all connected to this, uh, you know, this narrative in a similar way to like the Cosmere. I, I don't know if Will White does anything like that. I don't think so because I haven't really heard anything discussed any of his other works discussed in uh coordination with cradle
1: okay yeah i'm i'm gonna be really interested to i i mean so i'm i'm planning right now on reading all the books hopefully i don't get burnt out that's that's what i'll say right now like i okay. i i want to read them all but there's a chance i mean that's a lot of books and so there's a chance I get burnt out i don't want that to happen
0: all right. Well, I mean, those were kind of all of the points that I wanted to cover. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about or ask me, Josh?
1: Okay. Yeah. I think let me try to remember. So, one thing that's kind of left vague. So, we know that cradle is like a term that is implying that, like, um, that this is where they stick all the lowest people kind of in the universe of what we know about. Like, where they stick kind of the infants and that's why it's called cradle and then we have like well i
0: i don't think that's why it's called cradle well i mean sorry i i I don't know exactly why it's called cradle but they're not they're not purposefully putting people here who are like lower power level than others It's, it's people on cradle generally stay on cradle but the reason why cradle is valuable to the abidon is the abidon is because they get recruits from Cradle and I think at a higher uh, at a higher percentage than they would from other worlds that they control
1: gotcha okay the the, the other part of that statement though is going to be that is kind of that like Sacred Valley is kind of also a mystery to me like why why Sacred Valley is kind of sealed off from the rest of the world um that seems kind of weird to me and like I kind of wish that we would get more answers to that before we left it. And then the other thing, the other kind of comment I wanted to make that's not really attached to anything, is that it kind of seems like, no, nah, never mind. I don't I don't really want to go down that road. But yeah, the, that's the the biggest mystery to me right now is the is the sacred valley along with cradle and what's going on with it. And I wish that we could get some more answers to that. And hopefully the kind of framing story helps with that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, all I can say as far as Sacred Valley and learning more about it is read and find out.
1: Nice. I will try. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Continue reading, Josh, press on, be, be strong. I, I don't think you'll get burnt out. And even if, if you need to take a little break, I think it's a pretty easy series to jump out and then jump back in.
1: All right. Yeah, well there's my all right review.
0: everyone uh thank oh
1: should you. actually should we do worst of the best or no?
0: Um if you have one in mind, then go for it. I'll I'll just tell the the do you want do you have one in mind?
1: Um I can think of one, yeah.
0: Okay, I will um we haven't done it in a while. So um for for listeners, viewers who don't know what worst of the best is, we find a situation or uh, an event that takes place in the book that we really liked. but there's one part of it that we nitpick or think maybe maybe this this small part of it would have would have made it a lot better in the grand scheme of things. And um, so I mean, once again, we really like these parts, but maybe something could have been different, at least from our limited perspective. The worst. Of the best. With so many exemplary
1: moments in this book, it's almost unfair to nitpick.
0: But that's the segment it's the pimple on the princess, the stain on the satin, and the terror before the triumph. The unfortunate portion of an otherwise stellar performance.
1: Someone has to point it out. Okay. So mine is the length of time he spends in sacred Valley versus how well I think that they've fleshed out that culture. Um, Meaning that like I was, it was very compelling to me to like see all the traditions and how much he loved his family and all the um politicking between like the his family like the different clans and stuff and then i felt like he just left and then we're like not going to go back to it and so i wish that we either got more time there or that that page count was spent like maybe more time at the school that he was at or something like that and i i sense that that might be a theme of the series is moving quickly through different settings so maybe i just have to get used to that but it was really well done so um, that's kind of the what's pulling at me. For us is that I think that that was the, one of the best parts of book one was the um, was the setting, specifically Sacred Valley, but we left it super fast.
0: Okay, so yeah, that that I think that makes sense. Like you could kind of sense that there was like a, a lot of diversity and you know politics at play that we didn't really delve into in either of these books. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of, it, it, it's a little bit hard to think of like specific events. Um, I, I think the one that I would pick out is where he advances to iron and gets, um, his blood forged iron body. It was, um, I thought it was cool. I demonstrated his resolve and, uh, you know, as, as a character, he's, he's willing to do whatever it takes, um to become more powerful. And I think that that part of the story might exemplify it more than any other part, um, at least that I can think of, at least in the first in the first two books. But it did feel a little bit, I want to say, maybe a little bit too designed, which I guess mm-hmm. it was designed by Ethan. Um, but I don't know, I think I, I think I might have appreciated it a bit more if linden if he had i guess come about this method a bit more naturally rather than you know Ethan artificially pushing him into it
1: that makes sense yeah and it seems like that's kind of the case in general is he needs a he needs somebody a teacher to show him whereas i think in other fantasy stories we're kind of used to the main protagonist like figuring out this new magic sim by themselves you know, um, all yeah. of San- most of Sanderson's works and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of my worst of the best, honestly, because I, I think that it's a big part of the narrative where, I mean, Suriel saw Lyndon at the beginning and she saw if she just healed him and erased his memory and let him go, he would, he would kind of be, he would get to, I think, the level of iron and you know have a family and live a pretty happy life and die but he wanted to save sacred valley and so she knew that it, and and he knew that if he wants to save sacred valley he needs to get out of sacred valley and and find other means and so i think part of that is the people he's going to meet along the way and so i mean Ethan is at least one step along that path hmm.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: All right, Josh. I think uh, that'll wrap it. this episode up for us. To everyone else, thank you for your participation. If you'd like to correct us, uh, leave a comment on the video or discuss the books with us. Feel free to join our Discord. We are Fantology. Uh, we have a Twitter. We, I mean that's that's pretty much everything i know josh what what else anything else we should tell the listeners
1: yeah i think uh you know this is a potential new channel on discord for us if we get people that join and want to talk about it so um yeah, yeah let's let's talk
0: yeah i think i think that's definitely a good point if there are people if there are a lot of people who want to talk about us we, we might open up a, a cradle channel on our discord to talk specifically about this series we'll need to to gauge the interest um but yeah that'll do it for us thanks josh
1: thanks Ryan.